The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's Saturday, March 5th, and it's time for you to get ready to enjoy the great outdoors. We've got a great show for you today on California Sportsman, just part of Seth's Saturday Morning Outdoors. You've already heard everything from Ultimate Bass, and we'll be checking in live with Kent, live from the Bassmasters Elite Series big event taking place. This is the classic. He's back there with all the big-name pros, and we'll go live right there to the Lake Hartnell Back at Greensville, South Carolina at the top of the next hour. Mike Ogney hooks up with us talking about the real magic and action out of Bodega Bay that isn't happening right now, but will be shortly. Great rockfish action is ready to pop loose. The salmon season, they might know when that's going to be going on. And crab will be going on too. Randy Pringle's got Delta Black Bass info for you. He's going to give you a little lesson. We've talked about beginning stages of bass fishing enough. Now it's time to move up a step to intermediate steps and he'll give you some great details. The fishing instructor, Randy Pringle, later on. Captain J.D. Ritchie's got a great recording for you out of Pyramid Lake, talking about giant cutthroat trout at that world-class destination just across the border in Nevada. And Alan Fong from Fisherman's Warehouse got our what's hot and what's not action going on across the state. Northern California's getting ready to pop for everything, and it's starting to see a lot more stripers. Steve Carson, our director of Penn Fishing Universities, he's got information on the canceled Fred Hall show and lots of other things going on in Southern California on long and short range trips. Captain James Netzel's having good luck with Delta Stripers. He'll tell you how, the best offerings, where to try it, and where you'll succeed. And there's more, lots more, including Travis Morgan over the counter from Guns Fishing and other stuff with some great info on CWA upcoming dinners and some Senate and Assembly bills that you need to know about. Zach Medinas will be out Sturgeon Fishing. We'll check in with him. And, of course, we'll hook up with Western Outdoor News editor Dave Hurley. Let's waste no time. Let's move the phone over here so I can see it. Let's get hooked up with the man himself from Right Hook Sport Fishing. Captain Jay Lopes has been out sturgeon fishing lately. Let's check live on the water this morning and see what the action's going to be like today. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Seb. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. Well, Guy, uh, some pretty impressive photos sent to me Thursday and Friday. Tell our listeners what's going on out there with the bite and the action. Okay, uh, here's the honest truth. Um, <clears throat> the last week has been kind of a Kind of a grind. Um, it started about last Sunday. Um, last Saturday was our last decent day. Then we had about four days in a row, at least the area I was fishing, uh, the small tides kind of affected the bite. There was a lot of fish around. They just weren't really in the mood to bite, and we were bouncing around a lot, looking for the feeding fish, and we were still finding a handful a day, um, And but we, we, were, we weren't really on them. Uh, some guys were getting them up higher in the system, which made a little sense with the smaller tides, and they had good fishing up there. But here a couple days ago and yesterday, the fishing picked back up down in the lower delta, the Sisson Bay area. And we were back on the double-digit fishing yesterday. And uh, we have the better tides now, and the fish are definitely back on the chop. And it should be good in the next few days. Jay, are they preferring that little more brackish water down there? Because there's so much salt water cruising into the delta. 
Yeah, so what we've been experiencing this year is, like you mentioned, the, the saltwater uh, intrusion is, is pretty aggressive uh, with the drought conditions. So even in the fall, we were fishing a lot higher up in the system. I'm talking Sherman Lake, Decker Island area, and that's the highest that I've had to fish in a long time. And those fish definitely like that brackish water line. And so when the tides get big, like we got coming up, that brackish water line slides down, and then the fish you know, will move and stay in that zone. And then when the tides get light, the fish, the water moves up, and so do the fish. So the fish are really moving around a lot this year. And, uh, you know, the guys who are on it are, are staying on the fish. And, they, like I say, they even threw us for a loop for four days, but we still managed to succeed, uh, succeed. And all we could do is keep the baits in the water, do what we do. But, like I say, here in the last two days, we saw a real big increase of more fish on the bottom and more willing to bite our baits. And, like I say, uh, the tides we have today and the next few days, the action should, should get a little western here in the delta for us. Well, pretty impressive fish. Thursday, you sent me three fish that you guys boated before 1030 in the morning. Every one of those looked like a slot or maybe a little big. What were they? Those are all mid-slot fish. And a lot of the fish we're catching this year are in that mid-slot to upper slot uh, size. We are seeing more oversized fish the last uh, couple weeks. And this is the time of year um, that we do get a lot of the big ones. The big girls start to bite. And uh, what we like to encourage on our boat, especially if we do – get some in the slot especially the big fat females we we definitely try to send those back let them spawn because this is the time of year they are going to start spawning um so we like to kick those back but we are seeing like a lot of nice big keepers and oversized fish fighting well it makes for great excitement a great fight great battle and great losses sometimes out there oh sometimes Oh, yeah, but, you know, those are the stories that it's all made about. And uh, I could tell how happy your anglers were by the size of the fish they were holding, but the size of the fish was smaller than the smile on their faces, man. You made those guys, <laughs> you made some happy campers both of those days. What size were the fish, or were they averaging for you? Uh, 50, 52 inches. That's a year class of fish that we knew we were going to have. We're missing some fish, um, guys who follow what's kind of going on here. We are seeing some undersized fish. We're seeing a lot of fish from the last high water year that we had in 2017. And, the, you know, we had a little water in 18. But we are missing a few year classes of fish. And uh, we're not getting a lot of that smaller slot stuff. Everything's in the mid-50-inch range. And, uh, you know, it, it, like I say, do your part. Keep one or two if, you're, if you really absolutely have to. Throw them back. Kick them back. Yesterday we landed four slots and everything went back in the water to swim and catch again another day. So that was pretty cool. What's your best bait, Jay? What seems to be producing best right now? I know Roe is uh, famous out there. Yeah, I mean, the ghost shrimp's been working, but we are using salmon roe. It seems to work for us. Uh, we, we we try to put that on them. Um, it just it, it works for us because we, we're able to fish for it in the in the in the in the fall and get our own bait and use our own bait that we catch and have to deal with and prepare. So that's what we use. And like I say, guys are catching on ghost shrimp. And I wouldn't be surprised with the water temps, the way they are, all the baits are going to start fishing. And any sturgeon bait that you've caught sturgeon on in the past will probably catch a fish right now. Well, folks, it's a pretty simple little technique, but uh, they're going to have to make some changes with these uh, tides coming, with the bigger tides moving that water so fast. Tell them what they're going to have to do to their weight to make sure they're down. Yeah, so you have to wait up. So what we like to do on our boat, we always overweight. So our lightest weight we use on our boat is going to be 12 ounces. We use 12, 14, 16, and even 20 ounces. Uh, we, we are fishing 10 rods most of the time, so we like to spread them out and keep the lines where we cast them. So if you use lighter weight, sometimes they want to roll around. So a good little tip is to use a little heavier weight. Make sure you're down the bottom. Make sure you're in the strike zone. So if you have too light of a weight, you're going to be 
your weight's gonna lift up on the bottom when the current's moving and you're not gonna be fishing you're gonna be fishing for nothing yeah, <laughs> at and, that point. And the tide will move a whole lot faster down low at times than it does up on top and vice versa, folks. So you might see that it's barely moving along. Oh, I can get by with this, and you're not getting by with it. You find you just keep letting out line and before you know it, you're under what's left of the mothball fleet. Yeah, and no more line left on your reel. <laughs> exactly. Been there with yeah. you, as a matter of fact. Captain, <laughs> Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing, folks. Jay, give them all the hookup, hookup information they need. Yeah, give us a call. Area code 916-417-5670. And check us out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. And check out the Facebook page. All the pictures are there. We'll update the, uh, the yesterday's report and the weekend's report tomorrow evening so we don't want to give up our spots for the weekend, guys. Sorry. <laughs> so we're going to leave it like that until tomorrow night. I understand. That's just the way it works. It's a big parker, folks. You'll find it out there. Don't worry about it. Jay, thanks so much for sharing with our listeners. You and your clients have a great time. And, folks, if you have the opportunity, get over to Jay's Facebook page and take a look at the catches from Thursday and Friday. I think you'll be rightly impressed. Take care, my friend, and thank you much. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing. You can always reach him at 916-417-5670 and book a trip out there. Get on the water with him. He's a great guy and a lot of fun on the water. All right, we're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, Mike Ogney is going to join us talking about Bodega Bay and the real magic that he's got a part ownership in. We'll be right back after this. Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips, where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiber glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com hi this is seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956. It's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from Hi 
high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Duckworth Boats, hand-built by highly trained, skilled boat builders with pride, precision, and craftsmanship with models from 18 to 40 feet, designed for both fresh and saltwater activities. Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters, featuring the entire line of Duckworth Boats. From outboard tillers to jets and inboards, the Advantage Navigator, Pacific Navigator, Pacific Pro, and Offshore Series exemplify Duckworth's attention to details. Gone Fishing Marine's trained sales staff will help get the Duckworth boat you need with the right power, performance, and accessories. No other boat compares. Be part of the legacy. Join the family of proud Duckworth owners. Learn more at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or duckworthboats.com. Big sturgeon tugging on the end of the line. Sounds like a party. I think that uh, this is going to be a great year, and I'm already hearing stories of some of the uh, sturgeons starting to move up the river systems. Uh, I talked to Justin Leonard a couple of weeks ago, and he said, yeah, we're catching a few up here. It's a little slow, but uh, they're going to be coming. They they head up the freshwater rivers to spawn, and uh, there has been days that I have caught sturgeon, stripers, and king salmon on the rivers up there. It's kind of amazing when you see a sturgeon come out of the water and you're expecting a salmon. And speaking of expecting salmon, my next guest is expecting a lot of them this year. We're going to talk first about the real magic, and then later on in today's show, we'll be covering some info with Mr. Mike Ognia on behalf of Lawrence and uh, all of you salmon anglers out there. He's got some of the update information, and maybe he'll share it now, but maybe he won't. We'll find out. The part owner of The Real Magic, the man himself, Mr. Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com, joins us right now to pimp his boat. Good morning, sir. Pimp my boat. Good morning, big guy. Hey, pimping the boat is one thing, but uh, you guys have got a super fast, super stable catamaran that you run out of there called The Real Magic out of Bodega Bay. You just moved it around to another dock, making life easier for everybody. Yeah, we're right across from the party boat dock at Port of Bodega now. It makes it really, really simple because it's just, it's all there. We're concentrated and we're not running across the bay. And, you know, typically in the past, we'd be over at uh, Spud Point and the customers be getting a little antsy and they come down and they don't see the boat there. And now they'll be able to see the boat and there'll be a few less phone calls coming into to my house. But no, it, you know, we, it really is a beautiful boat. I'm not one to, bang my own drum real loud here but it is just a gorgeous very stable platform we can really fish some tough weather we can get through tough weather real comfortably and safely and so i just love about this uh this uh entire uh ride that that we have out there well you know other pluses the other plus this is the only boat the only boat on the coast where you can actually learn the crabby dance. That's true. That's true. And you got an instructor on board too. 
and the, and the best instructor, the inventor of the, of the Krabby Dance. And, um, yeah, no, Merlin's uh, – uh, it's fun being his partner, and, and we have – Definitely has a lot of fun with the, with the clients out, out on the water. Well, he's entertaining. There's no question about that. Well, Mike, uh, right now there's not a whole lot going on out there. We've got rockfish closed right now. There's a lot of questions about salmon, what's going to be happening with salmon. And I know you've got a few of the answers there's on that. Be, there's going to be a lot going on here real shortly. We're only we're only a month out, Sup, and it's going to be – I think it's going to be game on. Uh, we'll, I'll cover the, the numbers of salmon at the – at the bottom of the, of, of the hour, about uh, six fifty here. But for the in the meantime, uh, I think that we could definitely see an April opener here for salmon. We're going to see an April opener for rock cod, and if we add in our crab fishery, it's going to be a fun, busy uh, spring and summer months uh, coming up, and we're really looking forward to it. But uh, we just came out of the the boatyard. Uh, like currently, Rick Powers is down there now. We're back home. He'll be back to to Bodega Bay soon, and um, you know, everybody's taking reservations. So if you enjoy coming out and fishing with us and and Merlin, give us a shout. Start getting on the books, especially if you want weekends uh, during the first few months of the uh, season. All right, stop the clock. Going I'm going to I'm going to give them their warning right here and now, folks. If salmon season opens up in early April. And rockfish is opening up in early April. And if crab season is still going on in early April, and it will be, you need to make your reservations right now. Because as we get close to these openers, there's not going to be a spot for anybody out there. So please plan ahead. If you're a gung-ho sportsman, make your reservations, call your buddies, get your trips booked. Because everybody's still trying to get out post-COVID, and they're going to do anything they can to get out of the house. And with all of this opening up at approximately the same time, we got our fingers crossed it will be happening, You, if you don't book now, you're going to be waiting a month to get on after everything opens up. And i got to say one other thing about it, too. The real magic is obviously a dual hull it is up there it is not a mono hull it doesn't sit there and rock left to right so if you were ever one of those people that's kind of queasy i don't know if i can do that or not you can do it very stable catamaran doesn't go over like the mono holes rocking back and forth all right yeah, i'm off it's my it's a completely it's a, it's a completely different ride and it's and we can get on on top of it even in uh in in you know quite a in in tough weather we can usually get up on top and really have a nice, a nice ride. But the main thing is, is we're the advantage of of Bodega Bay is like, yeah, you're right in the teeth of the wind. But on the on the days uh, that the weather is uh, cooperating, we're only in 15, 20 minutes to the to the fishing grounds, and it makes it really convenient to have the fish right there on your doorstep. And uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be. Uh, a great year here coming up, and my suggestion for you private boaters out there is to get your maintenance in now. Get your boat down to gone fishing or wherever else you're going to have your your boat tuned up and gone through. Do it now. You don't want to be waiting until April and May um, and doing that stuff. Or be the guy on the ramp that can't get it started while a hundred other boats are waiting. You don't want to be that guy. He's usually his name is his name is usually Richard too. By the way, yeah. Um, I, no, I I, I I I do think it is Dick. Is it? And um, 
And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a nickname. Yeah, and, there's, and there's always, there's always a Richard or three on a Saturday morning. So get it done and, uh, and be ready and don't overlook stuff. If you're towing out to the coast, don't forget bearings and stuff like that. Get it all done. And we'll see you out in the water. It's going to be a great season here coming up. All right. Give them all the hookup they need to make that reservation. To make reservations, you can, uh, you can follow, uh, follow, uh, regular reports from Merlin over at, uh, Real Magic Sport Fishing Charters uh, on Facebook, or you can just give us a call at 707-875-BOAT. Keeping it simple for all us fishermen. Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com and the Real Magic out of Bodega Bay. It's time to book your trips, folks. Don't miss out on it. I'm heading out there. As a matter of fact, you don't even know it, but I'm heading out there in a week and a half, my friend. I'll see you. Right. Sounds good to me. Uh, this time I'm actually coming. There's no question about it. Kent Brown won't be at Bassmasters, so he'll be home, and guess who's doing the show that week? There you go. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate the updates, and I can't wait to share all the information with Sam and everybody at the end of this hour, so stick around close to that phone, my friend. Come on out and learn the crabby dance. You got it. Take care. Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com. Hey, the fishing instructor, by the way, the fishing instructor, Mr. Randy Pringle, also is the owner of Best Bass Tournaments. And before we go anywhere, I want to congratulate the man himself for over 107 teams showing up at their Black Bass event taking place at Berryessa last weekend. Good morning, Mr. Pringle. Good morning, sir. Pretty impressive attendance out there, sir. You know, over 100 boats, anybody would love to have uh, that many. And the fishing was uh, fair to good. Yeah. Um, I can't say great because the, the water temperature right now is still a roller coaster. But, you know, yesterday we had, what, a little overcast, and it was cold yesterday night. Hey, it was cold this morning. It was 34 degrees at my house when I left this morning. So it is a yeah, little chilly. Two days ago, it was 70 degrees. You're, we're all wearing shorts. And so this is the time of the year. I just sent you a bunch of texts. This is what bass fishermen do. Um, they pull everything out of the boat. They throw it on the deck of the bass boat. It's sitting there. And then you start pulling all the rods apart. You know, pure fishing, you know, they've done a great job of making sure I've got rods and reels and baits and got my abus ready to go. And I've got my Fenwick's ready to go. And I, I, it's all laid out. The pictures look terrible. By the looks and, of these yeah. photos, you've got some work to do, my friend. You know, six hours, spooling all the reels, get them all cleaned up, wipe them all down, oil them up, and then and then put them all back on you know rods and get them all laid out. And now you see on that one picture I sent you that it's all organized. The the tackle boxes are labeled and. Uh, You've got all the rods, all all with their socks on, and so you don't bump the eyes off, and they're all ready to go. All the eyes are checked, and uh, it making sounds, sure that when I it sounds to, it sounds to me like maybe you've had problems with guides or rod tips or something in the past. You're being so careful on them, but you know when you're fishing a tournament, the rod tip that's your favorite rod breaks on it. You're not a happy camper, are you? Well, you know I brought out two rods. And two rods, I had a uh, a guide that was cracked. I found that by using a, a, a little cotton swab, you know, for a Q-tip. And I found a cracked one. And then I found one that uh, I did not put the sock back on. I slide it in the hole, and it had popped the eye out. Yeah. And this, this, this is something, even with the best of best re- reels and rods, 
They're going to fail on you. It's just a matter of time, and you've got to check those things. Because there's nothing worse than grabbing a rod and having your client fishing it, and he broke one off, and you look at the rod, and you're going, I can't believe that one doesn't have an eye in it. <laughs> it just happens. Yeah, I know. You know? It, it happens during fights occasionally, do. Folks, you need to care for your equipment. There's no doubt about it. Because you catch that fish of your lifetime, and you start reeling it in, and you look up and see the ceramic missing out of your top guide, you've got a little sharp corner metal there working the hell out of your mono right now. It, there's no doubt, Seth. I mean, you've, you've chewed that grass many times a lot more than we all want to admit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is the time of the year that, like, people are like, hey, what are you going to throw? What are you going to throw? I've cut almost every lure off except there was one lure I think tied on, but it'll be cut off because it ain't the right lure. But the key is each day is going to be different. And if you've got to be able to adjust, you might be throwing a chatterbait, a spinnerbait. Uh, you might be flipping a 10-inch power worm, one of my favorites. And then, you, th- then you're looking at it going, okay, are they going to eat a topwater? Well, if the weather's right, feel with your gut because it's just like anything about hunting, fishing. If yours, uh, your mental state says to you, hey, I ought to do, it's because of your memory bank back in the day when you should do what your mind is telling you to do. Except it's called your inner fisher. You know, your inner fisher, that's a new word. Everybody write it down. Your inner fisher is telling you to do something. Do it. Because something in your memory banks is telling you to adjust, adjust. And if you don't listen to that, you're going to be a fool. Well, I think you hit it right on right there. It's those past experiences, uh, just your brain telling you, hey, 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 you might want to. And it pays off quite often. And in bass tournament fishing, it's the guys that make those changes and aren't afraid to make those changes that end up winning a lot of events and or losing a lot of events. But it does mean the difference between winning and losing quite often, doesn't it? Yeah, it, 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 I couldn't have said it any better. This is the two things I hear all the time. Man, I didn't throw that. I thought about it, but I didn't <laughs> throw that. That's number one. Number two is I threw this all day long, and I never caught a fish on it. How many times have you well, heard guys all, saying adjustments on the water? Adjustments on the water. And – you being the the troller back in the day and the color, um, I, I've heard your show countless times where guys are throwing, um, I went to this color, uh, a pink one, and uh, the next thing I know, I started catching fish, and I don't know why I moved over to pink. That's just because your your mind told you to do it, you do it. That's like my buddy Bob Smalley. Toss out a black lure. Doesn't matter what it is, but throw a black one before you leave any place. And that son of a gun catches something on it almost every time. I was out uh, last uh, last year, and uh, uh, one of the guys, I said, he wanted me to teach him how to throw rip bait. And I opened my rip bait box up, and I said, select a rip bait. Pick one you want. And he goes, I'll take that one. And he goes, I go, okay. He goes, what do you think? I said, well, it's probably not the color that I would have picked. The water's very, very clear. And it's probably one I wouldn't pick. And he goes, I said, but you picked it. Let's see what it does. I had to order more of those <laughs> because he was whacking them. And I'm like, I never thought in this clear water. I would have never thought that clear water throwing that color. And he was whacking them. He was going, this is pretty good. I go, dude, I'm impressed. It, it, even though we all think we know a lot, 
we learn by each and everybody that steps in the boat or goes fishing with you. You will learn. And when you stop learning, that's the time you pick up needlepoint because that day is never going to come. You're going to learn something from each and every person you go out with, and each and every time something changes. Be adjusting 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 you know what a great find yourself they have the game what a great segue folks you know if you want to get out there and become a good angler you got to pay attention to guys just like this guy and let your internal angler take control sometimes and if you head out with randy he's sharing some tips with you right now to make you a better fisherman no question about it but he's also the fishing instructor and a guide, and he'll get you out there on the water. And in a few minutes, he had me able to actually hook a bass on the water. But he can teach you some of the insights into the water. He makes you think when you're out there, too. It makes you figure out some of the math. It's a great way to learn and become a better angler fast. If you've enjoyed bass fishing, get out on the water with the fishing instructor and learn from one of the best. He also goes after stripers, too, if you want to do a couple of different things. And I'll bet he'll catch bluegill and crappie if you got a kid out there, too. So, folks, listen to what pros like this have to share. When they can pull people together and talk about the inner angler taking over, you know he knows what he's talking about. Randy, thanks for sharing with our listeners. We appreciate a great deal. Give them the hookup info. You know, all you got to do is give me a call on area code 209 543 uh, six zero, and you can get a hold of me through my website, thefishinginstructor.com. Hey, guys, let's get on those fish. Thanks for sharing with our listeners, Randy. We appreciate it. Sep, you guys have a great day, and I hope Kemp's having a good time watching those uh, green fish swim over there at Bassmaster. Well, he'll be on at 7 o'clock. You can hear the whole gruesome story yourself, my friend. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Good guy, good man, and a great instructor live on the water. Quick break right now. When we come back, it's time for RV and destinations with our friends from Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. And then it's J.D. Ritchie, Pyramid Lake Giant Cutthroat, a world-class destination. It's time you head to the calm and productive waters of Bodega Bay and climb aboard the newest and nicest charter boat around, the Real Magic. Owned and operated by Mike Ogney and Captain Merlin Kolb, this fully updated 34-foot catamaran is 12 feet wide, extremely stable, and powered by 700 horsepower. Equipped with all the latest in electronics and state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a successful day, the Real Magic will get you on the fish fast and back to harbor in comfort and safety. Don't miss your opportunity to fish with the best. Real Magic. Call 707-875-BOLT and check them out on the web at realmagicsportfishingcharters.com. When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. Elkhorn Bait has high-quality rods and reels for every type of fishing in Northern California, from trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pile worms, blood worms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street in Elkhorn Boulevard. Boulevard west of Watt, 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. 
Brands is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lowrance offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive Advantage Service Program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Time for RVing and destination sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value in pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple best of awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Hey, today I want to share a few fresh water tips for you to have good drinking water in your RV. Some do's and don'ts that you should be following. Well, for starters, there are specific hoses designed for transporting from the water faucet to your RV faucet fresh water for drinking. It's not a garden hose. It's not the hose you use to wash down the RV. A dedicated, clean, water pure hose for you to have your drinking water. And that should be tied in also with one of the inline filters that run anywhere from $9.95 up to $50 so that you're running that water through, filtering out any particles or contaminants or maybe even some of the bad smells that I know many of us have come across out there in the world when we're hooking up water in different RV parks. Well, storing your hoses is very important. And when you're storing them underneath in your RV, it's a real good idea to screw the two ends together. That way no spiders or insect can go crawling up inside the hose and end up in your soup later on. You know, it's a good idea to keep them separate especially from your black water hoses. You have to have a designated hose for your gray water and black water. That's dumping your sewer lines, shall we say, your bath water, your sink water, and your bathroom water all goes through your big sewer line that goes out. But we're really cautious about wanting to hose out that sewer line so we grab any old hose and run water down it and it's an easy way to contaminate everything in the area if you're using your drinking water hose to clean out your sewer hose don't do that use a specific one for your gray lines and for your black lines cleaning out and only use your fresh water drinking hose for drinking water and don't go back and forth you'd hate to get confused You'd hate to get screwed up. You'd hate to get sick or maybe worse, get some of your family members sick as a result of it. And one of the other things you should always do 
is wear gloves whenever you're working with the sewer lines. Designated hose for your gray and black water flushing. Never cross-contaminate. Always use gloves. And use a filter to enjoy the water that you've got there at the park instead of wondering, am I going to get sick from this or not? It's a good idea to stay on top of it. You can always bring along some fresh bottled water. And remember, you can boil anything if you're really questioning it. But fortunately, most of the places out there test regularly and they're trouble-free. But you don't want to find those that aren't. So please be careful. Treat your fresh water as it is. And don't confuse it with your hoses or equipment or even mingle it with the stuff from your sewer lines and your drainage lines. All of that needs to be separate so that you can stay safe and have a great time outdoors. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and the huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Further, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and we've got a handful of stuff coming your way. In just a minute, we're going to be hooking up with Alan Fong from our Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores. But first, I got a call from J.D. Ritchie. Pyramid Lake, giant cutthroat trout. You know, there was a rumor buzzing around that he got a 27-pounder. It's not true, but a friend of his does. Can you imagine world-class destination catching cutthroat trout over 20 pounds? Maybe you'd better get over there. Take a listen to this. Good morning, everybody. JD here from Pyramid Lake, where we've had some up and down weather and a little bit of up and down fishing as well. Week started off with some nice weather. The fishing was pretty good. And then it got really cold. And (laughs) how cold was it? It was so cold. uh, I think it was the high a couple days was like 17 or something crazy. And and that's not so bad unto itself, but we had 20 to 30 knot winds with that. So the wind chill factor was... Uh, pretty darn cold, man. We would pound through a wave and the spray would break over the bow and hit the windshield and freeze instantly. And I couldn't even deploy my, my Minn Kota trolling motor because it was so encrusted in ice and icicles. But, uh, uh, despite all that, the fishing was very good during that, that phase. And then we had, uh, late in the week, a couple of days where it was just flat, calm, it was beautiful weather, like 70 degrees over here not a breath of wind and that made the fishing a little bit tougher it always seems to be better here when you've got some some clouds and or wind especially some wind so uh, as we moved into the weekend here we're getting some weather and fishing should be much improved over the next few days and uh, we've been we've been catching them on a variety of things we've been throwing some uh, spoons towards the shores we've been trolling and uh uh, there's been some big fish caught. Somehow a rumor got out that I got a 27-pounder. I, I wish that was true. I really do. But uh, um, there's a guy I know who got a 27-pounder, but it, uh, unfortunately it wasn't me. 
but uh, we've been catching some nice fish and uh, there's there's been uh, quite a few in that 20 pound class range especially get for guys fishing off the bank right now the fish seem to be really tight to the banks near the nets where they do the hatchery program and also near the boat ramp they kind of come in there and uh, think that's their river to spawn in and, and sort of mill around and uh, the guys on the fly rods and are getting them mainly on indicators and little midges but some guys are stripping as well and uh, but uh, the next couple of months should be good over here the uh, I haven't looked at the long-term forecast but I'm guessing we're not getting any miracle March so we should have some some pretty nice weather and warming temperatures and uh, and those fish will get off the spawn and start kind of cruising out away from the banks again and, and feeding heavily so the next next couple, well, let's call it eight to twelve weeks, should be should be good over here, and then I'll be back on Tahoe starting May one, and uh, getting in on the Mackinaws, rainbows and browns, and all that good stuff. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach out at five three zero three zero seven nine eight one seven, or you can check out pictures of uh, recent catches and all that good stuff on the uh, on the web at uh, thesportfisher.com. And then, of course, uh, I'm on social media all over the place, at Fish with JD. You guys have a nice weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Well, JD was into the action. There's no doubt about it up there, folks. Pyramid Lake is certainly one of the top fisheries there is. The uh, Indian tribes out there have done an absolutely stellar job of stocking that lake, keeping a great program going out there, and offering world-class destination Within about an hour from the Nevada-California border, you can scoot on up there and get into some spectacular fishing. Marilyn and I did it for years. We even went down and fished Walker Lake for cutthroats further into Nevada. Some spectacular fishing, and I'll tell you what, J.D. is a class act and a great guy to check out. Hey, it's time for What's Hot and What's Not. Let's roll it. Get the Alan Fong. Now it's time for Shimano's What's Hot and What's Not. Brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Built upon a C14 Plus body for both a lightweight feel and carbon rigidity, the new Shimano Van Ford Spinning Reel incorporates a Magnum Light Rotor to benefit anglers with a quick response in critical situations. The new Shimano Van Ford features Shimano's Cold Forge Tagging Gear as well as Silent Drive and Micro Module Gear 2 technologies to produce power transfer like never before while also boasting next level of rotational performance. All Shimano rods, reels, tackle, and accessories are available at Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Stop in and experience eternally smooth reeling with Shimano. And joining us live right now is the man himself from Fisherman's Warehouse Sacramento store, Alan Fong hooks up with us, the rod father. Good morning, Morning. How are you guys doing? Right, we're doing great, Al. Al, what's going on with stripers out in the Delta right now? Uh, it's been kind of a hit and miss. Um, you know, if you get into them, you'll get some big ones. A friend of mine caught some nice ones the other day. I, I left there at 3 o'clock, and at about 4.30, it turned wide open. But um, there's some big fish snooping around, and if you stick it out, you'll probably catch a few of them. What's your call for the reason that the, it turned on so late? What is your? Well, the t- high tide was at around three thirty, four o'clock, but I had to get back. And when that tide changed right before the evening, they bite really good for about an hour. And it's been like that pretty consistently. So there's a lot of fish cruising around. 
and they're very shallow. They're what, only in like three feet of water. What are they hitting on? How big and what color? And it's, we're throwing um, swim jigs, anything in white, any kind of fish trap looking five inch. And then S waiver has been really good. And then the, you want to catch a big one and throw a mega dog top water. White's still the best all the way across the board? Uh, yeah, except on the top water plugs. Uh, anything with that white or silverish on the bottom and darker on top seems to work. Alan, why were guys pulling so many flame red Rapalas and Rebels in the old days, and we're doing it so much different now? Mm, I think choosing colors it has a lot to do with the clarity of the water. When you fish these islands, flooded islands, I guess there's a lot in there, so they work like filters. So, I mean, you could, I can could see the bottom in three feet when I'm out there. So you got to use a little bit lighter color. And then when the water's stained, then I'll use a darker solid colors. Well, we, fish don't see colors. They see shades. That's exactly right. They Everybody thinks, oh, they see red and green down there deep. No, they don't. They see varying no. stages of it. And it's yep, their vision isn't anything like ours, and we don't know what theirs is like, frankly, to be honest. Like looking through dog's eyes, I don't know what that oh. damn dog sees. I know, yep. I know, oh, he sees yeah. a cookie if it's in my hand, but that's a whole nother story. Hey, Alan, yeah, is are you hearing anything at Lake Berryessa? We've been talking about this for months. I have not heard a word this week from anybody fishing out there. Nope. Yeah, and you know, I last time I went was. Two weeks ago, and I don't think it's going to turn over. This is just one weird year. Yeah, it's... you know, I'm just going to let it go and then see what happens with the kokanee, and then next year get back at it. Well, there's some big fish there's swimming around in there, and they got to go on the bite here eventually. But they're going to head up to spawn and die here pretty soon too. So it's... yeah, there's guys that are trolling that are picking some up, and they're trolling at 60 to 80 feet. Right, and they're probably so doing that early as those. And they'll do that early yeah. in the day, and the fish will just drop right back down to the bottom saying, we ain't eating anything yep. anymore. Yeah, it's weird. Well, so. the crappie action certainly good. I'm hearing guys are catching them all over the place right now, too, which is, you know, pre-spawn. Yeah. They're just getting ready to start to spawn, so the hens are looking really fat and pudgy, and the males are a little crazy right now. Yeah, uh, Clear Lake's been kicking out a lot of big ones still, and, um, I've been looking at various. I've been catching a few, but haven't found them really grouped up. Yeah, one of the but things I, don't I look very long. One of the things that happens at various is you'll be trolling along for coconut, and all of a sudden you'll have a big old, you know, ten, twelve, fourteen inch crappie on the end of your line. It's kind of funny how yeah. they'll hang out there in the lakes and uh, keep moving around, but everybody's out there just following bait. They all got to eat. Yeah, that's right. But when they're out in the middle of nowhere, it's hard to catch them and it's hard to stay on them. Yeah, and that's not a small lake. I can't stay on them. So it's tough. Well, Alan, what are the guys telling you over the counter? What are the guys uh, looking for? Are they uh, starting to get a little antsy about halibut, or are they just still concentrating on stripers? No, the sturgeon is red hot. The halibut starting to pick up. Um, Tanner's kid, that uh, friend of mine, he, he had three big ones the other day so they're starting to show up you know it's a little early yet but they are starting to show you're talking halibut yeah. here yeah yeah the, yep. i talked to james smith and uh, they're starting to show in the bay no question about it and they're going to start booking some trips yeah. right away yeah they are but there's you know they're catching a lot of little ones but there's some pretty good sized ones in the mix too so well one of the things they talked about is the lack of salt water in the bay 
excuse me, the the lot of salt water in the bay and the lack of fresh water coming down. They, they're thinking it might be fooling the fish a little bit and getting them to come into the bay a little early this year. It might. You never know. This is like I said. This is one weird year for everything. Yeah. And you know, so I hate north winds, and I know you do too. But like, boy, I wish they'd blown about thirty days ago hard and strong yeah. for a couple of days at Berryessa. I'd have a freezer full of king salmon right now. Yeah. So, but the other day I uh, went stripers for the first hour in the morning and never got bit. So I just went bass fishing, and it is turning on. And I look on the, you know, watch these guys on on my Facebook and stuff, and everybody seems to be um, catching them. But the water temperature was 58 degrees, so it's time. Well, there you have it, folks. And one of the best there is for delta fishing in Northern California, it's time. Make sure you've got the right baits, the right lures, in the right colors and the right sizes. The best way to do that, stop by one of your favorite fishermen's warehouse stores, either in Manteca, Fairfield, or right here in Sacramento. You can talk to Alan and pick what's left of his brain to get some better information and become a better fisherman yourself. (laughs) Alan, thank you so much. We always appreciate you sharing with our listeners. You take care and have a great weekend, my friend. Uh, Alan Fong with Fisherman's Warehouse Stores. Quick break right now. We come back. Mike Ogney and our Lawrence Saltwater Report right after this. If you're looking for the newest from Shimano, you'll see it first at Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. From Shimano's freshwater rods and reels to offshore tackle to conquer even the hardest fighting game fish, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores and Shimano have it all. Join Gate Crasher Fishing and Captain Zach Medinas for an epic fishing adventure on California's Delta, San Francisco Bay, or out the gate. For professionalism and great service, join Gate Crasher Fishing for an impressive trip that will keep you returning season after season, no matter what species you pursue. Captain Zach believes in the tradition of harvesting sustainable fish, such as king salmon, rock cod, halibut, and striped bass, seasonally, and also fishes white sturgeon. Great for corporate team building, family recreation, or friends just having fun. Book now for the trip of your lifetime. Call Gate Crasher Fishing, 925-497-7171. And learn more at GateCrasherFishing.com. Come on out and experience our difference. Hook up. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? Brad's sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's super baits and cut plugs killers for salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's killer fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed Excellence Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. For high thrust power, performance, and portability, pick up the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust Four Stroke. Its streamlined design is up to 12% lighter than previous high thrust models. Still, it delivers up to twice the thrust of comparable two strokes. It's the perfect kicker and a great choice for sailboats, john boats, or deep Vs. Any small craft that begs maximum muscle in an efficient, lightweight package needs the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust 
Bass Four Stroke. Pick one up at Bucks Outport, 2750 47th Ave in Sacramento. Family operated for over 50 years, Bucks carries the full line of Yamaha parts and accessories and has service you can count on. Bucks Outboard, the sportsman's choice. 916 428 3917 or BucksOutboard.com. Hi, Lenny Lapinta here for Bucks Outboard. I'm inviting you to come down and check out our full line of Yamaha Outboards. Great deals going on right now. You can catch us on the web at www.bucksoutboard.com or give me a call at 916-428-3917. I'll be waiting for you. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and in enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Salt Line Bay and Coastal Report. Imagine talking to you again, my friend. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. All right, let's let the cat out of the bag. It's, we got some really good numbers coming um, from the uh, from the feds here uh, out of the uh, Pacific Fishery Management Council meeting. Um, I'm just going to throw some numbers out there. Also, last season, the, the preseason forecast was for 271,000 fish. This year's number is 45% higher, or 397,000 fish. Now, this is the the ocean abundance forecast. It's not written in stone, and it's for the Sacramento River. That said, the Klamath River is still seeing very depressed uh, returns due to drought and many other causes. So we're going to see uh, you know some tighter fishing regulations up on the on, on the north coast that could also affect us here now those those Klamath fish typically hang from southern Oregon down to about San Francisco area when they're maturing out in the uh, the uh, ocean and they want they don't want fishermen to be having an impact on those Klamath numbers so we might see some restrictions there but I think we're going to see a full season starting in April maybe we start a couple weeks late uh, we'll see the options here real soon. Uh, what the options are is they, they give us three different scenarios that that we could open on, and we should see those numbers coming out here in the next couple of uh, of uh, weeks. But the the initial number is is great, Seth. Forty five percent above last year. We got great ocean conditions, good feeding conditions for young salmon. So they're going to be out there, and they get fat. You give these. You give salmon a good food supply, and they put the pounds on. A, a two-pounder can easily be, by this summer, can be 10, 12, 14 pounds. And uh, when these ocean conditions are favorable like this, is when we see these real big fish on the coast, similar to what we saw last season. Well, it was uh, kind of a shock to us that we didn't seem to have a whole lot of fish returning to the system this year. Why did the Sacramento River's returns fall so short this year? Well, it's really hard to say. Well, it's not hard to say. Now, they what they said, what return is 105,000. Now, what's really frustrating is that 
the feds, because of them releasing hot water into the the, the Feather and the Sac Rivers, they killed over ten thousand just just on the on the on the spring run side. They're they're killing fish in the river, and even though those fish return from the coast and swim up the rivers, they're not counted as returned fish because well, we just toasted them with lethally hot water, and uh, now we can't count those. So yeah, let's clarify that just a little bit. It's not hot water, but it's water too warm for the eggs to survive. It's very warm water, way too warm water for the lot, eggs. And a lot of the survive. adults died because of these of these flows as, as well. They're just you know, right right now, everything is low and skinny, and uh, we just don't have a lot of cold water pools sitting behind it via dams. But it's estimated that about 10,000 of those fall run fish died, and we didn't count. So the return last year, the, the floor, the, the, the goal, the minimum goal that they want to see is 122,000 to a top floor of about 180 is their escapement goal. Well, we only hit 105,000 last year. Yeah, but because doesn't it seem like we're shooting? Close. It seems to me like we're shooting for the low end of how many we should be producing instead of maybe the high end of what we should be producing. Exactly. Well, what, they, what they've been doing, we've been missing. We've been on the low end for for several years now, and they keep making the models, these forecast models. They keep making them more and more conservative when they don't make make those those numbers. Forty five seconds, and, Mike. And. Uh, when they look at these numbers and they make it less conservative, what happens is when we do have good ocean conditions and heaven forbid, if the rains ever uh, re- return and we see good river conditions, we could see uh, th- this fishery just take off again. But what's coming up, Seth, is it looks like a really good season. Well, I appreciate the great news. I hope it everything follows through and it works out that way. Nothing is poured in concrete yet as far as the April 2nd opening, but it's looking no. pretty good that it'll happen pretty early this year. Yes, it does. Well, we'll keep you in tune with our audience to make sure they know and they're up to speed on everything. And thank you for the info. We appreciate it very much. Mr. Ogney, you're always appreciated on the show. Thanks. Have a great day. All right. You take care. And we're going to have to scoot out of here. You guys know how it works. There's a whole nother hour ahead right after this quick break. We're going to be talking about some gun owners at California dinners. We're going to Travis Morgan at Guns Fishing and other stuff and a lot more. Y'all stick around. More coming your way in just a minute. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Zepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Waterfowl season is winding down, but that doesn't mean you have to quit hunting. Quail Point is open through March for pheasants, quail, or chucker hunts. If you don't have a bird card, we always offer day shoots as long as birds are available. Call or text to make reservations at 530-735-6217 or check out quailpoint.com. 
If you're looking for the latest from Shimano, Fisherman's Warehouse Stores are your Shimano headquarters for Northern California. With locations in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield, Fisherman's Warehouse and their knowledgeable employees will help you make the right selections for all of your angling needs. The new Shimano Stratic C300, C400, and 500 models will increase your hookup rate and are equipped with Shimano's cross-carbon drag system. From Shimano's freshwater spinning and casting rods and reels to deep-sea saltwater angling, Fisherman's Warehouse and Shimano have it all. Be sure to check out our online store at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back in just a minute. We're going to take you live back to the Bassmasters Classic. We're going to be hooking up with Kent Brown. He's back there in Greensville, South Carolina, at Lake Hartnell for the big classic. He'll tell you all about it. Steve Carson, the director of Penn Fishing University, is our own senior tuna. He's going to tell you about the cancellation of the Fred Hall Show and everything going on in Southern California. Well, including a couple of trips up here in Northern California that he's got planned for Penn Fishing Universities. Captain James Netzel is chasing Delta Stripers this morning. We'll go live on the water with him. Zach Medina will be chasing Sturgeon. He's got imp- impact for us. I'll tell you what, he's been catching them all week long. And we'll talk about some of the impact of catch and release fishing is having on the great sturgeon action we're experiencing. And Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, hooks up with us with tips and techniques and great opportunities throughout the state. Let's waste no time. Let's head back to Lake Hartnell in South Carolina and hook up at the Bassmasters Classic with the host of Ultimate Bass, Kent Brown. Good morning, Kent. What's going on, man? No, what's going on? You're wandering around there doing all the intros with Hank Parker. Dude, what is happening at the Classic? Well, you know what? We are back here. You know, my real job, Seth, and uh, uh, we're back here at the Bass Pro Shops White River Marine booth, and uh, we were fortunate enough to introduce a boat they've kept secret from all of us, to be honest with you, until uh, uh, Hank Parker let the cat out of the bag yesterday, and we pulled the tarp off of a brand-new Ranger 521R. Pretty cool boat, man. It is, uh, it's an unbelievable new uh, new boat kind of following up after last year's 520R that we built. And, uh, yeah, I got to, I got to introduce my old friend Hank Parker and we got to, uh, uh, hang out a little bit yesterday and shoot some videos for Ranger and, uh, the Bassmaster Classic Show. Let me just tell you, Seth, it is, uh, it is the ISE show times 10, but it's all bass fishing. Pretty yeah. cool. You should be here. You should be here. You know, I, I, I watched every minute of it, you know, the first time Skeet won and, I was just absolutely impressed. And that, frankly, that's the first time I really got into it with the bass tournaments and stuff. But since, uh, you know, 26 years of being on the air and knowing every bass guy there is out there now, it kind of changes my perspective on stuff. What a great, yeah. what a great event and so exciting. And what I think is so cool is it's something for every guy that's in the bass thing. You know how we treat the ISC. It's back there with all our buddies. And that's exactly what you've run into, isn't it? It, it absolutely is. And, you know, we, we're, you, you know, just 
the show, spend an hour before the show opened, standing in the aisle, you know, just uh, just catching up with folks as they as they come through. So it was good. Get to see uh, a lot of our old friends and. And, uh, you know, this industry has people who uh, work together and then they don't work together. So it's always fun when we get to catch up with everybody. But, uh, you know, it's it's a great show, Sep, and, and uh, great crowds. Obviously, South Carolina has rolled out the red carpet here in Greenville for uh, the Classic once again. And uh, they'll have a they'll have a record attendance in the arena tomorrow and uh, and Sunday when they crown a champion. Well, Hartnell is one of the lakes that they've used quite quite a few times for the Bassmaster Classic out there. What are anglers, ex- the professional anglers, what are they expected to catch out there? I heard there was only one 20-pound bag yesterday. Yeah, one 20-pound bag. A lot of, you know, Hartwell is is, is a, a strange lake because it's got largemouth and it's got spotted bass in it both. And, uh, and, and there's anglers fishing deep. There's anglers fishing shallow. We've got a big warming trend out here. Uh, media day was uh, in the 80s. It was beautiful, sunshiny, 80 degrees. And, uh, you know, anytime you do that to these lakes back here, man, you put a little warm weather on them and they start moving to the bank. And uh, and every day the fishing should get a little bit better here. And, and obviously after today, only half the anglers are going to be on the water. Should help that even more. Does that, uh, those guys all hang around then? They just hang out with their sponsors and the reps and everybody? Or do they disappear like they do in so many tournaments out here? No, no. Most of those guys, the worst thing in the world is to have to work Sunday at the outdoor show for your sponsors. You know, because if you'd have just caught them a little bit better, you'd still get to be out on the lake fishing and not have to do that. But no, no. If they don't catch them, guess where they all get to be? They, they got, all get to be here at the show. They all get the rag and the spray bottle? Yes, that's right. That's right. I've had the rag and spray bottle in my hand a couple times this week already. Uh, wiping some boats down, but that's just all part of it. But man, we've got a lot going on too around them. Uh, you know, we've got the, the very first Western Division Toyota Series Major League Fishing event going on down at Lake Havasu. Um, so that tournament's been going on well. You can follow along with that one today. Uh, the, the final weigh in, you'll be able to, to see that. Kind of cool now. Uh, the, the Toyota Series SEP is actually, uh, taking 25 anglers on the final cut day instead of 10. So, nice. uh, more guys for a chance. And, uh, to move up, move down, and and uh, and it, it's uh, you know you make the cut. It's always fun when you get to stay over and fish that uh, that final day. Oh. And then uh, you know we've got a we've got a gone fishing marine, and the crew are uh, are pretty involved with the the future pro tour classic over Lake Berryessa. I'm sure you saw a few boat trailers headed that way this morning. Yeah, I heard uh, 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 Mr. coming to the studio. Mr. Pringle had 107 boats there last weekend. So uh... he did, and a great field, a great field there last weekend for sure, and. Uh, and Randy's got another one there next weekend. And then Wild West Bass Trail, they've got their big team tournament, their northern division, coming up uh, at uh, at Lake Oroville next week as well. So it's just it's busting loose. It's so ready. And I've got to get off this uh, this road schedule so I can get home and get the ranger wet. Hey, I got a secret for you. I listened to our friend Ross England yesterday. And uh, now that you're halfway across the state, it's pretty good, can't it's pretty good. Do you good. not think I don't have all my buddies sending me Clear Lake photos right now just to rub it in, Seth? But, yeah, I'm just uh, grinding you know it in because you can't be there today or tomorrow. You know what? I, I think I'll stay back here in Bass Fishing Disneyland for a couple more days. I think and, that'd be uh, a good idea. Hey, what, what, real quick, go down some of the lit, some, some of the names that you walked across or met or talked with out there. Just let people kind of get an idea who's around. Well, you know, first and foremost, obviously, we talked about working with Hank Parker yesterday, but 
uh, got to sit down in the booth yesterday, and, and, and I got a picture from my website, obviously, you know, but uh, I sat down and, and just had a good conversation with Bill Dance. And, you know, anytime you get to, anytime you get to talk to the legends, the folks that paved the roads for us, uh, got a got a chance to visit with our old friend Roland Martin and uh, and catch up with Roland a little bit. So, and I remember uh, Roland doing those old commercials for me when I first started out here. Exactly. It'll, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, wandering through the show. You know, saw Bernie Schultz this morning. Saw Jay Yellis this morning. Uh, you know, caught up with him. Mark Menendez. Just a lot of uh, a lot of our friends that have been around the sport and and pioneers in the game. And, I haven't heard and, Menendez's uh, name in a long time, man. Yeah, he's he's doing great back here uh, and back on the elite series. So uh, got an opportunity to uh, you know to hang out with uh, with those folks. And, you know, saw Swindle and Brandon Palinick and all those guys at Media Day. They're all fishing the event. Uh, got an opportunity to uh, you know do some interview with them, Greg Hackney and a few of the guys. So uh, so it was fun. If they didn't catch the Ultimate Bass Radio Show this morning, uh, you know you can always get it archived and uh, you can always catch the podcast on iTunes. Now, this one's worth listening to. We caught up with a whole bunch of folks. It was uh, a lot of fun. Well, I know you're having a wonderful time at Disneyland right there in Lake Hartnell in Greensville, South Carolina. Enjoy the hell out of it, my friend, and show them how it's done. I will. And real quick, Seth, I want to throw out, you know, and they can listen to my show. Uh, but we're, we're looking for some boaters uh, at Folsom Lake. Jay Ellis is coming out, and they're doing the cast for kids. Uh, they're taking special needs kids out on the water. It is a wonderful, wonderful program. Uh, it's about a half a day, and it's all uh, it's all a volunteer deal. But they're looking for some boaters. You do not have to own a bass boat; just a boat that you can put some kids in uh, and take them out. And their parents, and you know, they may be in wheelchairs. They may be uh, who knows what their limitations are. So pontoon boats, deep V boats, whatever, uh, and they can always contact us, and we can put them in touch, or they can go to um, to the uh, to the website there. And uh, and be able to uh, to do that, and that's uh, that's cast. So it's a lot of fun, man. Cast is a great program, folks. If you have the opportunity to help out, do you know the date of that yet, Kent? You know, it's on there, Seth. It's off the top of my head. There's, you know, you cut my head open right now. You'd scare the hell out of me if you looked in there, buddy. I, I can't, I can't think of all the dates right now. It would look like spaghetti <laughs> is my with a lot of red sauce on it. Kent Brown having a good time back at the Bassmasters Classic. Get back to it and have a wonderful time, Kent. We'll talk to you next week right here live. You got it, buddy. See you then. All right. Take care. He's having some fun out there. No doubt about that. Hey, it's about time for our gun owners of California. Mr. Brown's not going to be able to read it. I get to read it. It's time to get started to enjoy the shooting sports again. And on April 24th, Gun Owners of California is having their annual Great Guns Giveaway, Sporting Clay Shoot, and Barbecue with gun prizes, raffles, games, and more at Comanche Hills Hunting Preserve. To get signed up or to sign up for the... One of the shooting teams just call Gun Owners of California at 916-984-1400. They've been talking about legislation, elections, court cases for weeks. Now it's time to get out and shoot. If you can attend the shoot, it's a great fundraiser for Gun Owners of California, and they would appreciate you being there. And they still have a few tickets left on the 52 guns in 52 weeks, drawing that they do every week, and there's still 40-something opportunities to win. So it's still a great investment. Well, let's give that gun away. Winner number 10 of the 2021 Gun Owners of California 52 Weeks and 52 Guns in 52 Weeks raffle is ticket number 116, Mark Wirtz of Placerville, California. Congratulations. You won a Browning Buckmark URX pistol in 22 caliber. And the staff at Gun Owners will be in touch with you to make arrangements for you to get your gun at Sportsman's Warehouse Stores. 
2022 is the 47th year Gun Owners of California has been fighting for your rights. If you aren't a member, they invite you to join the legacy. Well, where do we go from here, he said. Oh, we're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, Senior Tuna's with us. Tidelines Guide Service and Captain James Netzel offers professionally guided trips from Sierra and Foothill Lakes to the Feather and Sacramento Rivers and the productive California Delta. Whether it's trolling a favorite lake for trout, kokanee, or landlocked salmon, or fighting a 50-pound king on the river, James Netzel and Tidelines Guide Service guarantee an enjoyable, comfortable one-on-one experience in one of his two fully rigged boats. A 22-foot Bolton Pro Ski Skiff that seats five for fishing lakes and a 23-foot Rogue Jet Chinook that can comfortably seat six. Used for the river and Delta waterways. Fish the peak times with one of the best. Folsom Lake Rainbows in January and February. Delta Stripers and Orville Kings from late February through May. Stampede and Lake Tahoe Kokanee and Mackinac are targeted from April through September. Then, it's back to the Valley Rivers for the annual King Salmon Runs. Check out fishtightlines.com or call toll-free 888-975-0990. Licensed, bonded, insured, and permitted on all waters fished. Avoid the hassles. Go with Tight Lines Guide Service and share an enjoyable day on the water loaded with fun and memories with family or friends. There's a feeling you get when you're fishing. A rush of anticipation and adrenaline. It's all about your presentation. And that tug at the end of the line. Tournament and recreational anglers need strong, sharp, and reliable hooks because every bite counts. You'll land more and bigger fish. Fish like a pro with Owner Hooks. Owner Hooks, available at Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Fairfield, Sacramento, and Manteca, or their online store at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. Check out the full line at OwnerHooks.com. Owner, simply the best hook on the market. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products, including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle at local retailers, and check out Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fishermen and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fishing. Marine for boaters who settle for nothing but the best. Go boldly with Mercury. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, our own senior tuna, Mr. Steve Carson, the director of Penn Fishing Universities. Good morning, tuna. Good morning, Sep. Well, did you miss it? Uh, the Fred Hall Show? That's what I'm talking about. 
Uh, I can't say that I missed it specifically since we did have a very nice fill-in that looks like it's going to be maybe the future, which is the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, already scheduled for next year. Uh, at the same, at, uh, actually on these dates that we're, that we're in right now, um, to allow those teams that, uh, you know, there's a number of exhibitors that wanted to be out at the PCS show that was last week, but also had to be at the Miami Boat Show. So this way, those exhibitors that only have one, uh, one away team, to use a Star Trek term, um, can be at both shows. And, and I'm I'm looking forward to both Randy Pringle and Kent Brown being in the building. That's uh, uh that that's going to be a pretty special show to have all those guys. And I know that whether they want to be there or not, they're going to have to be there. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. That's just the way it works. It's a bass fishing area down there, man. Uh oh yeah. Well, and then the, you know a very very popular growing sport that sells a lot of boats. Hint hint is saltwater bass fishing. Um, you've got a dramatically increased amount of water, aka the Pacific Ocean. You know that little that little uh, thing on yeah. the map. Yeah, it's that blue thing with the covers, salt in it. Covers three quarters of the Earth's surface. Yeah, that would be the one. I can't tell you how many. <laughs> when I lived in Chico, how many people were puzzled of where I went fishing in Southern California, and I said, um, "The Pacific Ocean," <laughs> and it was literally, "Oh, I never thought of that." Oh yeah, my God. Uh, but but saltwater bass fishing is really cool and really growing, um, and as both Kent and Randy Pringle will tell you, a bass is a bass. The thing that's different is what color they are, and how big they are, and that's all based on their environment. If you're good at one, you're probably good at the other. I and just so- like to add one other thing that's different about them: it's the size of the teeth in your saltwater bass. Well, that's true, and and not only the size of their teeth. But the size of the teeth of stuff that's swimming around with them. Yes, it's and a, you, you you know what they call a um, a float tube in uh, in saltwater fishing? A target shark donut. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the least. You know, Steve, you started off with all these guys bass fishing out there, and I'm thinking, oh, he's going to talk about kayaks. Kayaks have gone nuts up here for saltwater fishing. Oh, oh, definitely, it uh, has, absolutely. It oh, has to be insane down there where the weather is more perfect. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, and there's actually an event that they have in San Diego Bay every year called the Plastic Navy. I mean, that's, that's how big it is and, uh, per, pretty amazing. And, uh, both in the bay, the various bays where obviously there's a, a little less weather. Um, you know, if you get out in the open ocean and the wind comes up in the afternoon and you have no good way to get home, you know, five miles up against the, the wind and the swell. It can be a little dicey, but, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Kayaking is definitely huge. Well, I and follow there's the- even, there's even the mothership operations. There's not that many of those yet. I've seen where, them where they take you out to either the offshore islands or in some cases out to the tuna grounds a hundred miles out. And then they, they they kick you off a perfectly good boat in your kayak, and you paddle around, and you hopefully catch a few tuna, and uh, then you get back on the mothership, and you either come right home or you stay overboard overnight, and uh, you know, and have dinner, et cetera. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big thing. 
Well, Steve, you've got a couple of trips coming up on the Caldon in September, and they're going to be your Penn Fishing Universities. One of them is on the 15th. The other is on the 16th. That's August. 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 Not September. Oh, I wrote down September. I got my HUA on today, apparently. All right, 816. So that's August 15th and 16th. And I'm sure there's probably a seat or two left available. So if folks would like to get on board to go out on the California Dawn 2, the new California Dawn 2, all fixed up, all with the new galley in place and everything, big new comfortable catamaran, 15th and 16th for a Penn Fishing University with Steve Carson. Steve, how can they get on board if there's still spots? Well, they need to get hold of Julie, and I do not have the number in front of me, but I think it's... I got uh, it. I can't remember. I can't remember what the number is. I've got um, it here in my phone, and I'm going to it right get, now. Get a hold of Julie and let her know, because uh, those spots were going fast. Uh, the, the 15th was going to fill up before the 16th, but they're both going to fill up. All right, here and, is... And, and I should specify... Those are going to be rockfish lingcod trips. They are, they, we will not be, I mean, unless something happens with the weather, we will not be fishing the halibut inside the bay. Well, here is the address, or the phone number, folks, for booking trips on the California Dawn, especially on the Steve Carson Penn Fishing University trips, 510-417-5557. I'll give it to you again, 510 417 5557, get a hold of Julie, tell her you want on the California Dawn Trips with Senior Tuna, and you'll go out and have a blast, a lot of prizes, and an absolutely great time, I am certain. Tuna, thank you so much for hooking up with us today. We appreciate it. And by the way, if a couple of strangers show up one of those days, you'll know them both. I'm I'm calling security now. You better. (laughs) I've already got it cleared with the captain. Take care, my friend, and thank you much. Talk to you later. Steve Carson, Senior Tuna, the director of Penn Fishing Universities, and one of the most knowledgeable guys when it comes to saltwater fishing that I know. Well, here's a guy that's chasing stripers that knows a lot more about striper fishing than I do, too. I think he's live on the water today. Let's find out. From Tight Lines Guide Service, Captain James Netzel hooks up with us now. Good morning, Captain. Good morning there, Steph. How you doing? Couch or boat today? Uh, boat. And where are we today? Where did we launch this morning? Launched it, Brandon. We don't know how much longer it's going to stay open because they ain't got no vendors to take care of it. So still launching out of there uh, right now. I'm at, you know, kind of at the Edos area. But the only reason I'm here is uh, good cell service to talk on the radio. As soon as we get off the phone, we're going upriver, find some warmer, warmer water. Boy, the last time I fished uh, with Mike Gravert out there for stripers was right off of Edos, not too far away from there on the main channel. And there was a lot of great action going on. And you've got a run for him right now, huh? Yeah, it, it's it, – well, it, we're looking at water temperature, the the tide. We got high tide right now. It just started to come in. I mean, uh, go out. Uh, well, it hasn't started going out yet. Probably another hour. But uh, it's kind of the wrong time. My, my favorite tide is the last two hours of the uh, outgoing tide and first couple hours of the in- actually all incoming. And you control shallow runners. Just right now we're running deep. Cause if you try to run shallow runners uh, when you got high tide, then you got uh, – then. Huh, the strike zones where all the weeds are well you don't want to be hanging there is it better to go trolling right now to find the fish or is it better to lay out in the perfect location a live bait it's probably better to live bait right now just because the water temperature is still not there yet it's 54 down here you know we, we of course we'd love if it were 60s 
uh, 60s, and uh, probably I wouldn't be talking on the phone because I'd be netting a fish. <laughs> you know, a couple of degrees here or there does make a big difference for striper fishing, no doubt about that. Now, are you hearing about many fish starting to move up the system? Uh, periodically, uh, you, you'll have good days. You'll have, you'll have slow days. You know, I went out Tuesday, and we caught nothing but shakers in the morning. And uh, I had a lot of experienced anglers on board. Uh, you know, Ron, uh, Mark was out here. He was all, we were fishing by Mark and, and he thought it was funny that I was going upriver. Then we ended up doing better than him. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Mark Wilson, who's a hell of a striper fisherman in Sacramento. Yes. Anytime you can beat out that guy, you're doing good. Yeah, I don't know many people that do, but occasionally it must happen. Locations. What seems to be some of the best locations that you're finding right now? I know they uh, swim. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. This, this time of year, you're just waiting for a, for a, to find a batch of fish. Uh, so we're still doing uh, locations. So if it's high, if it's the tide is up, you're going to be fishing deep most of the day. There are some areas you control shallow that don't have the weeds, but most of your places, the uh, water is going to be uh, too deep in the shallow areas. Uh, yeah. So you know, we got probably four more hours before we're going to probably hit over to the west bank control rattle traps in that four to five feet of water area uh, right now four and five feet right inside of all the weeds so we can't do it but a rattle trap's my favorite because you know if you lose one it's only five bucks and then uh and if you get a weed on it you can pop them right off plus you're trolling five six miles an hour and then uh Everybody tries to follow you with their shallow divers, and they get stuck on the bottom. That's yeah, yeah. generally the way it works. Any color in particular working better for the rattle traps? Uh, for rattle traps, uh, I haven't caught any on rattle trap yet this year. This is only my third time out. Uh, water's too cold. But uh, my favorite color is redhead, white body, of course. Yeah, that's that's good color in anything, but uh, especially the rattle trap. And uh, after that, we'll probably be crawdad. And then after that, actually, there's like five crawdad colors, but only two of them work good here. The Delta Craw works really well. Then one other one, I can't remember the name. And then the Chartreuse one works really well. But uh, my favorite is the Redhead, but uh, they're hard to find. If you go to the store and you don't see any on the shelf, I bought them all. (laughs) Temperatures are going to be warming up, folks. Stripers are going to get more and more active. Then they're going to make their spawning run up the rivers. In the meantime... Make sure you're there to intercept a few along the way. And oh, definitely. Water temperatures already come up a degree just since Tuesday, so this cold spell didn't have too much of an effect. Yeah, it's, but I'm sure I'm it, sure it'd be better upriver. I'm sure it's going to be a pop here for these folks real soon. They're going to start seeing schools, bigger schools, and more schools around, especially as we're here in Halibut starting to school up into the bay too. So it's all going to happen here pretty quick. Get ready. Make sure you've got your reservations made, or you're not going to be going out with some of the best. Captain James Netzel with Tight Lines Guide Service. Give them all the hookup info they need to get out there with you. Yeah, you can reach me toll-free at 888-975-0990. Website is www.fishtightlines.com. All right, partner, you have a great day on the water. If you get into some good action, you give us a shout back before the end of the show, please. All right, I'll do that. James Netzel with Tight Lines Guide Service having some fun. Well, hey, live in the studio with me this morning is Gary Urich, the president of the California Inland Fisheries Foundation. He came in to share a little information about what he was going to be doing today that he's not doing today. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning. I did it last weekend. Did it 
I'm doing it tomorrow now, and I'm doing it next weekend. This, the Comanche. This is the big nasty trolling the local lakes, huh? It, absolutely. And why are we trolling the local lakes? Well, before we hit that, if anybody listens to your last segment, Dave Hurley, every week, they should know why we're fishing Lake Comanche. Well, Heavy plants. We've got good weather. And the fish are biting. Well, Dave Hurley will probably be telling us exactly that at the end of the show today, too. But uh, you and our buddy Gary Pilkington, we're going to head out there today. Decided to kick it off a day. I'm thinking it's a beautiful day, isn't it? It, it is, but, you know, with a boat inspection, you get a drop of water in your bilge, they, they send you home, and it's just not worth that risk. So we're fishing tomorrow. It's going to be a good day. Bottom line is you got you got to approach it two ways. If you want a fast troll, it's going to be speedy shiner bite for you. Want to slow it up? It's going to be a grub bite or something of that nature that that the fish are looking for. And we chose the, the slow bite. Not I'm not a huge speedy shiner guy. And it was we ended up with eight trout to the boat, uh, up to 19 inches, and two monster crappie. We lost a few along the way, crappie to 16 inches. These Ooh. were pig crappie. It was incredible. Thought it was a halibut. It was that big bouncing across the top. Are you of the water. down rigging or are you top lining? We so. We're fishing shallow, but we top line and shallow downrig. So just mm-hmm. because you need a top two feet, don't think you can't use a downrigger. Oh, I, mean, I use it all the time. Use it all the time. So don't let that shy away. We were side planing also and got bite across the board on those things, but it was primarily a grub bite. That's nice. Nice bite. Good size fish. Uh, 19-inch trout. Caught two of them. That's nothing to shake a stick at. Oh, Pardee's over there, and it's kind of crazy too right now. And that's one of your destinations that you like to hit a lot. It is. Pardee's one of my favorite lakes. But right now the bite's a little tough there. The fish are hanging, you know, they're planting them, but they're hanging in the, the, the plant area longer than normal. They probably think that's the whole lake right there. They could, but Comanche is just offering a better bite on average right now, and I wasn't disappointed last weekend. Well, does Comanche have all the facilities open and everything? They got that great hamburger stand out there. Well, we, we didn't partake in that. But oh, the, the, the god! The, the launch ramp is clean. It's good. It's operational. Um, no issues launching at all. So it's got the facilities are obviously first class. Camping opportunities, everything you want to do right out there, and close to home. That's one of the nicest things about it. How far a run is it for you? It is thirty-five miles, about a forty-five minute trip. So at seven dollar a gallon gas or whatever we're going to see, and it's going to be one of those lakes that's going to be somewhat affordable to drive to with a Ford F two fifty that drops a seven dollar bill every five miles. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's cheaper just to run downtown and get something at McDonald's. Of course, you paid ten dollars more because you drove your truck downtown and back. But... No, yeah, but last weekend I fished with my friend Chris Jimerson and Tom. Mailey from Get the Net Guide Service, just kind of mm-hmm. exploring the lake with him so he could learn it, and he's fishing a guided trip there tomorrow. And it was, it was a great day. It wasn't an off-the-hook bite. We fished from about 6.45 until about 1, but it was certainly enough to keep us interested. Did you know Tom was going to be out there, or did you just run into him? He's in my boat. Ah, details, <laughs> yeah, details. Exactly. Yeah, he called me the other day. We're going to be doing some work together here on the show, and uh, Tom will be uh, sharing some information right here in California Sports. And he'll too. be out there tomorrow with a client, so we'll be chatting it up on, the, on the, the VHF potentially. Well, we might have to talk about getting a recording or something there. We'll have to work all the gruesome details out. Kokanee this year, what are we expecting to see? We are expecting to see a, a, a normal count on the plants. The, the specifics aren't there yet. They're still frying the hatcheries. Um, we'll s- start seeing plants late April, early May. Depending upon weather and, and growth rates, but it was a it was a, a reasonable egg take, and we're hoping for a good plant. All right, Gary Irk, the president of the California Inland Fisheries Foundation, delayed his fishing trip to join us today, but they're going tomorrow, and they'll have a great day. I'm sure he'll have an update for us then too. Thanks for hooking up with us, Gary. Thanks, Seth. What is going on next? Oh, hey, it's about time for Maryland, isn't it? Get her in here. Get a clue.
Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Hey, going fishing soon? No matter how experienced you think you are, there's a couple things you should keep in mind. Tell someone where you're going, who's with you, and how long you think you'll be gone. Check your boat, equipment, engine, and fuel supply before leaving. Keep an eye on the weather. Sudden wind shifts, dark clouds, or choppy water can mean trouble. Keep an eye on water levels, as familiar landmarks change quickly and floating debris is particularly dangerous. Pay attention to your locator and stay off humps. As a matter of fact, you might think about carrying an extra propeller. Best advice, be careful and wear your life jacket. Get a clue, take care of yourself, stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. From trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad, there's a licensed and bonded guide behind the counter, and he freely shares tips, tricks, and top locations for action. Learn about curing row from the pros and how to properly rig for success. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, Pile worms, blood worms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn Boulevard, west of Watt. 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. 
Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Travis. Good morning, senor. How you doing? If I got any better, I wouldn't know what to do next. Hey, man, I got some notes here about Travis. It says soapbox. I know where you're going with the soapbox, but I also have notes that say turkey, rockfish, salmon. Everything's getting ready to pop in your world, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's that time of year again, a time we all look forward to. Well, it's a lot of and we're going to have some fun. A lot of guys are looking forward to turkey hunting. Are they going to be able to find the heavy shot or whatever they need, non-lead, to go out and do that? At my store, they are. Oh. I just got a shipment in the other day of fours and fives, perfect for turkey loads. Come on down, get them. We got turkey decoys from Primos and Avian X. I also have a couple of uh, actual turkey guns in that have the short 24-inch barrel from uh, Beretta and Benelli. Yeah, the reason they have that short barrel is so you can go over and beat the hell out of them with it. You're not supposed to say that. Well, it's, you know, it's, sometimes they just don't fall down. I shot a turkey once three times before it went over. <laughs> Use a little heavier load. Uh, yeah, I think those that was one of those four, five, six mixes, you know, where they put in all the different size pellets. Yep, and I've I th- shopped them before. I think the big, pe- the big pellets went someplace different, I have a sneaking suspicion. Well, Travis, <laughs> turkey season opens up, I believe, on the what? March 26th. And then it runs until May, what, 1st. May, May 1st. Yep. We've got about a month and a bit, month and a half there to get out there and get involved in it. This is one of those situations where you get, what, three birds a season, one per day. Yep. And, uh, you, it's, this is the season that everybody works for because this is when you're trying to fool them and bring them to you. It's not when you gotta go out looking for them like in the fall. That's correct. Yeah, you're trying to get them to come to you and you're, you're gonna pretend like you're his girlfriend. Exactly. You're, hopefully you'll sound like her instead. Well, rockfish is around the corner too. That means you've gotta have every jig and everything in the world out there for these fishermen. That's right. We got a jig, a bunch of jigs that came in just the other day, and we got some more coming from Lunker. They'll be here in another week or so, and then all the rods and reels have all shown up for uh, the season, and it's all set to go. You just come in, in, pick it out, get it, get your line put on, pick out your uh, jigs, get a new tackle box if you need one, and you're all set to go. Well, let me move this soapbox out here in the middle of the floor for a minute for you, because I know you're going to jump up and down on here. we got a couple of minutes here real quick, and I know that the, this Assembly Bill 1688 has got your attention right now, the one on repealing the micro deal. That's right. You know, this is, just came up, and it's going in for hearing and stuff. It's been Assembly Bill 1688, and it applied to every gun owner out there. You need to write your congressman, your senator, state, Congressman or assembly person, I mean, and get this passed. And what it will do, it will repeal the micro stamping law. So, in essence, it will allow more guns to come back onto the California list. It also repeals the um, part of the law that says if they put one gun on, they have to take three off. Well, they're going to repeal that too. So, this bill really needs to pass if you want to maintain your firearms in California. Because if it don't, it's going to start dwindling them down quickly. Get a hold of your senator. Get a hold of your assemblyman. Write them a letter. Go to NRA, um, uh, ILA, and 
see them, and they got a list of all of it. But get those letters out. Let them know how you feel. It includes all the new gun owners, too. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. All the new gun owners, you know, they're just getting into it, just buying all these guns. They need to be aware of these laws and what they do to help us out. Well, they instituted this mic- the uh, micro-stamp in there that every bullet that went out had to be micro-stamped here and there and on the hammer and wherever. So they knew who owned it and who shot it. Yeah, yeah, right, won't work. But yeah, there is the no microstamping never did work. Even the guy that invented it said it doesn't work. Yeah, it, the technology does. It puts a point zero zero five microstamp on the primer and on the casing. Well, it lasts for five hundred rounds. That's it. <laughs> so it don't last very long. But two, what's to stop you from going out and buying a new firing pin once you get the gun? I tell you what, folks, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and I think that's why it's up for repeal in the manner that we're going to have to go about it. SB 865 and AB 1688, repeal the micro-stamp deal and take off that penalty. Of if you add a new gun to the California-approved guns to buy list, you have to take off three. That's a bunch of bunk if I ever heard it. Yes, it is. Well, Travis, I appreciate you bringing this to the audience's attention. I hope they'll do it. But more importantly, I hope they'll get out and enjoy turkey, rockfish action, and the king salmon action that's probably going to be happening right around the 1st of April, too. Yep, it will be. All right, my friend, thanks for hooking up with us, and we always appreciate the info you share with us. All right, you guys have a great time, and I'll see you at the store. Travis Morgan with Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff stores right there in Dublin and Vacaville. Hard to miss there. Hey, let's get hooked up with the next guy right now. I'd like to talk to Zach. Now you got to do the outro first. All right, go ahead. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, fishing, and other stuff. And be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Well, I believe he is live on the couch this morning, but has had one tremendous week of sturgeon fishing leading up to today. Let's go to the man himself with Gatecrasher Fishing Adventures, Captain Zach Medina, hooks up with us live. Good morning, Zach. Hey, good morning. How are you? I am doing outstanding. A great week on the water, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Probably, uh, one of the best uh, weeks so far, and, you know, we expect that. You know, we've got a lot of fish coming up to uh, spawn, so the biggest fish are coming, the biggest numbers. I had I had one day that I've got not just one triple, but got two triples, and I've seen a lot of the days where we got, you know, three fish hanging at one time, and, yeah, that's what it's all about for me anyway. Did you have Virginia out there helping on those triples? Yeah, you know, I wish I did. Yeah, I was going to say, how'd you handle them by yourself? <laughs> Yeah, well, if you want to see organized crazy, you can jump on our uh, Facebook or or Instagram and see the whole thing. But um, uh, it's it's a lot of fun, you know. And luckily, I had some people, man, that were just quick studies, man. I had this, uh, our, I had Air Force and Navy one day, and the guys were all down from Travis, and I had a doctor on the boat, and man, he picked it up so fast, and he was running up the rods and setting the hook, and uh, oh, they were all a big help. I couldn't have done it without the guys for sure. Well, the guys that are into it know how they can be of help, and those that aren't into it don't know how and just keep getting in the way, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you say that. I don't want to I, say that. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to be the client calling your clients a, 
in the yeah. way, but it's the truth, folks. Trust me. I can't tell you how many times I just stopped when I was guiding and thought, well, they'll get out of my way eventually, and I'll go get that fish in a minute. Yeah, some people got two left feet, that's for sure. Well, it's okay because they're not sure. Sometimes when you're a rookie, you feel awkward on board, and that's one of the things that everybody needs to feel more comfortable doing is knowing what to expect when they show up on the boat, knowing what is going to unfold in front of them during the day. And let's share that with our listeners right now. When your people first show up, what do you do? And then what do you do next? And what do you do after that? Right. You know, we uh, we start off with a safety talk, you know, before we leave the dock. And then I let them know that once we get, you know, once we get out on the water, we get anchored up, then I'll give them all the blab on, you know, what to expect and what to do. And I tell them it's a lot of information, and uh, I don't expect to remember it all, but when we actually do start hooking fish, it won't be the first time they've heard it. But, hey, I want to tell you something, Seth. I've been dying to tell you this, and I haven't told you off radio, and I'll tell you on radio. Uh, we got uh, the Department of Fish and Wildlife asked us to help them out with their tagging program. So they provided us with uh, a whole different logbook than we normally would use. It's much more detailed. We've got scanners that we scan for pit tags, not just the tags that, you know, they try to encourage people to turn in for money so they can get some data, but the, the ones that scan the microchips that you can't see. And uh, I've, ta- I've, I've picked up a few fish already, and it's pretty exciting for everybody involved. It's uh, it's great for science. That's the main reason. But even the clients love that. Like yesterday, I had a 61-inch fish. You know, you scan them, nothing on all these fish, and finally, bang, <clears throat> you know, he's got one with a tag. And 15 years ago, that fish was caught by Department of Fish and Wildlife. It was 32 inches then. 15 years later, it's 61. So in 15 years, it grew less than two inches a year. And, uh, yeah, only 29 inches of growth. And it wasn't a struggling fish. It was very robust. And the other bizarre thing was it was only it was only caught originally about a mile away from where I caught it. Just hanging out in that neck of the woods, isn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, why sometimes these fish, you know, we always say they're a sensitive population, but, you know, it's it's possible, you know, that fish has gone a bazillion different places in 15 years, but I've always believed a lot of them stay pretty, pretty local, you know. I mean, I recognize them when they come from the saltwater, but a lot of our Delta fish, I, I scanned one two months ago, and uh, two years ago, it was caught again about a month, about a mile away from where I, where I caught it again, so. But, um, yeah, we're getting a lot of research for Department of Fish and Wildlife. And, you know, it's uh, some guys avoid <laughs> avoid working with them because they're always like they avoid talking to cops because they don't want to get a speeding ticket or something like that. But we're trying to help them with their management. I mean, we're out there. We're a good resource for them. And, you know, it's Virginia. Virginia, through her degree, she's a biologist and stuff. They gave her that opportunity to uh, collect data for them. And, and so it's kind of cool. And hopefully someday uh, – more more uh, captains will be able to be involved in something like that. when they're, Absolutely. You know. I think the more involved we can be in our fisheries and show that we care about our fisheries and want to preserve the fisheries, the better off we are. You're one of the leaders, and there's more and more people all the time. I talked to Captain Jay Lopes this morning, and that, a lot of people are pushing the catch and release aspect of sturgeon fishing. Everybody doesn't need a fish. Everybody needs a steak. That's about the way it works. It isn't necessary to go out and catch it just because you can and kill it. These are majestic prehistoric animals that we need to preserve out here, and you certainly have the right to take whatever you want, but you want want to think about that. Would you rather have a steak or would you rather have kill that sturgeon and eat it? It's up to you, 
And those are decisions that each individual will make. But I really like to see the fact that the captains are suggesting, hey, this is a big female loaded with eggs. And the customers are going right along with it. Oh, yeah, let's get her back in the water. And it's a it's a nice feeling. Do your customers regret letting fish go ever? Uh, you know, that's a good question because, you know, just answering the phone set, we answer the phone, as you know, a lot of times dur- during the day from people calling and wanting to fish. And, you know, they don't know us from, from Adam, and they're, it's kind of like an interview. They want to see if they want to be on your boat. And the only time I've ever had, you know, clients not want to go with me, they would say, Captain, could we at least keep one? And it's kind of reasonable, you know, but I just don't do that. I look at sturgeon like a billfish, you know. it's a, I go to a place like Mexico, Hawaii, Florida. I catch a marlin, man. I'm just just happy I got to engage with that monster of an animal and have that battle. And I'll take smaller fish, you know, they're more sustainable, but I've never had a client ever call and say, you know, um, and you know, they, they, uh, they, they'd be down to go just to keep one. If they could just keep one, their group, I would never lose any business, but I try to encourage the other captains. It's like, you know, maybe you should just have a boat limit too. tell them. I know it's your legal right to keep a fish or your privilege. It's not a right. It's a privilege, but it's your legal privilege you pay for your license to keep to keep one fish per angler, but let's think about this, guys. You know, two fish is going to give us eighty pounds of meat. I mean, how much of the stuff do you really need? You know, and I guarantee they'd never lose any clients. You know, you don't need that big tailgate photo at the end of the day of six dead did fish. Look what I did. You know, learn how to make a collage. You know, and you can have all your photos in your advertisement. They can see what you're doing, and uh, you won't lose any business. And more importantly, these fish will be here. Um, not just exist, you know, I want to see them grow. I want to see the population be better than it's ever been, not just not just exist, you know. So uh, if they were able to do that and everybody could come together on that, I think this fishery would be better for everybody. And it'd be better, you know, long after <laughs> you and I are gone, Seth, you know what I mean? You know, people would be able to enjoy some of the things that we've done in our lives. We don't want to see, you know, we always look at these old black and white photos and go, God, they used to catch, you know, 30-pound, 50-pound stripers all the time or sturgeon big enough to put on a buckboard and behind a couple horses and what do those guys do to make it what it is today but a lot of that's happening right now you yeah. know it's you i know, remember when like, joey Pilata caught that big sturgeon years ago probably what 25 years ago now i lived in crockett at the time it's right down the street and i looked at that thing went my god let that lady go and of course right. she didn't right but right. uh it, it's a tremendous fishery. I'm honored that uh, many people are releasing the fish. I'm just thrilled that they're doing it. And I'm glad that many of our guides here on the show are promoting catch and release and or just keep only what you need and nothing more. That's the greatest way to help preserve our fisheries and so that more and more people will be able to enjoy it into the future. Zach, give them all the hookup info they need to climb on board with gate crashers and have a great day on the water and learn a whole lot at the same time. Yeah, come on out with us, learn about the Delta, learn about these amazing fish, and, and get your drilling pump and catch some giants. Um, you can get a hold of me and call me or text me, 925-497-7171, gatecrasherfishing.com, Instagram and Facebook. And, uh, hey, I'm also excited, Seth, we got the uh, biologists from UC Davis coming out tomorrow. They, they get to study them in captivity all the time and sometimes in the wild, but they've never fought one rod and reel. And <laughs> kudos to them for coming out. They're going to come out tomorrow and do that with me. Excellent. Well, have a great day. I hope it's productive, and I hope they see a good cross-section of what's available in our system to them. Awesome. Thank you for having me on the show. Captain Zach Medinas with Gate Crasher Fishing Adventures. Not bad. Not bad at all. I think you guys will be very impressed if you go out with him. I've hooked up several people with him and Captain Lopes and Steve Mitchell and our great sturgeon anglers that we've got on board here. Not to mention James Smith, who, by the way, doesn't fish him as much as he used to, but he knows the way they work, too.
Well, we got our closing guest, as we have every week on the show, is the editor of Western Outdoor News. Our good friend, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us now. And I know he's an advocate of catch and release sturgeon fishing, too, or keep only what you need, because he writes about it all the time. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Seth. Thank you very much, and I really appreciate what you just went over, and I appreciate what Zach is doing. I think it's it is making a difference, you know, so I was really glad to hear you talk about it this morning, as always, as you do. And even Mr. Lopes you. talked about it early on, about letting the big females go, let them swim and spawn. Yeah, I think he, you know, he's been on the water enough to see the trend that's happening. You know, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that technology has really caught up with these fish. Uh, you know, for a long time, people didn't even understand how surgeon bite. Now it's so technology and the type of uh, gear we have and, People have gotten dialed in. It's made such a difference. And uh, Dave, you'll remember the days when we were younger that it was 200 hours before you catch your first sturgeon. You got to invest 200 hours in fishing. I didn't have 200 hours to invest, but I sure put them in anyway. It took a long time for me to catch my first sturgeon, and uh, and it was very memorable. But fortunately, I had Rich Tipton with me, (laughs) and that that helped a lot. Yeah, just a tad, I'm sure. That was an equalizer. So we have a lot going on. I was really glad to hear you uh, cover Pardee and Comanche that you did earlier today. I think those are those are planting regularly, and uh, I was glad to hear that Pardee's launch ramp was in good shape because I know that that lake had been dropping. Uh, and Gary was, you know, just right on. That's just exactly what I'm hearing. Those fish are staying right in that marina, um, and I think that, that that those are good options. You know, another good options for trout trolling right now are New Maloney's and Don Pedro. If you want to get out and catch a lot of fish, they're not going to be large, but they are going to be, uh, they're going to keep you busy. And it'll be a good place to take a, a youngster out for the first time trolling. You know, those fish are not that deep. Uh, they're between the surface and 35 feet. You're going to find them. You find, and there's, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of shad in, in uh, Don Pedro right now, but I know that um, it, it, it seems like the, the fish are around the spillway and um, the uh, the dam towards Angels in New Maloney's, and it seems like there's more shed that's accumulating there. So those are good options if you want to take somebody out for a first-time trolling. Well, Dave, Dave how, how about the saltwater action out there? Uh, not much going on right now, but I'm sure you heard the uh, information on the PFMC's decisions. It isn't poured in concrete, but the numbers are looking pretty impressive for better salmon fishing than we anticipated. Yeah, it was nice that you had Mike on earlier today. I mean, he's always up on top of that. I, I, I'm not, you know. Remember last year we didn't start with the recreational season until the 26th of June. Right. Uh, they did start down in uh, Monterey, below Pigeon Point. I think as long as the Klamath stays uh, problematic, you know, um, and we can't wait fast enough to get those four dams out of there. But as long as the Klamath runs, uh, stay problematic. I think the ocean is always going to be um, somewhat limited. So, uh, you know, I think we're we're cautiously optimistic that we're going to have a longer season. Um, I think the big issue, and, I, and, and I, what concerns me most, is we have a rift between the ocean and the river because the river returns have been less than stellar the last several years. And it seems like, you know, when we truck the trout, I mean, the truck to salmon, excuse me, it has made a major difference in the ocean but it hasn't really necessarily um, correlated to more fish coming into the river. And that all has to do with river conditions. You know, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about it last week, 
I wrote an editorial on, you know, are we going to be the generation that watches these fish become extinct because we're selling uh, almonds to the rest of the world for huge profits? And, uh, you know, those are all decisions that we have to make. Um, so I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the ocean season. We know that salmon really drives every coastal community. Uh, you know, rockfish only takes us so far. It's a staple. But, you know, when the salmon are biting, you're going to have launch lines all the way from um, from the highway, one on Bodega Bay down to West Side Landing. It just makes a huge difference. Well, I hope we get the long lines all along there along the coast, but I hope we also get full parking lots on the rivers for the salmon coming up into the systems for the guides and everybody that likes to fish the river systems for the king salmon. That's what Marilyn and I used to do. But uh, got to tell you, folks, they're a lot fresher and a lot more battle out in the ocean than they are in the river systems. Well, Dave, there's one thing we haven't talked about. I don't even know if you're prepared to discuss it or not, but I'm going to ask you about it. Steelhead. What the hell has happened to steelhead fishing? Low water certainly you know, closed a lot of waters. Steve Huber sent me photos yesterday of steelhead that he's catching. I don't even know what river he was on, but you can bet he's going to be a guest on the show next week. Yeah, I saw where Kevin Brock is now uh, guiding on the Umpqua. And to me, that tells me that, once again, these guys that have been making their livings off the coastal rivers are having to go further and further north because of the fact that we have low water conditions in every north coast river. Um, you know, the Russian is closed now. Uh, Redwood Creek has been closed for months. The Matoll's closed. Uh, South Fork of the Eels closed. The Van Dusen's closed. The Mad still is open, but, you know, it's very, all these rivers are low and clear. The uh, American River apparently had more steelhead to the hatchery than they had in the past, but still it didn't really correlate to a good season. And I think that we can see the handwriting on the wall until we, and that has really, less to do with uh, uh you know the, like the smith is, is one of the only is the only undammed river in the state and it has not been fishing well because of just low water conditions have really had a huge impact so it it is um you know when you think think of it historically it's hard to even imagine but in the 1920s lompoc in, in central california was that amazing steelhead fishery and then you see it creeping all the way up the coast, and now where the guides have to go all the way into Oregon, further yeah. and further north to catch fish. That's exactly what's yeah. happening. More and more distance traveled to get into them. However, I'm going to find out where Huber was catching those. It's got to be the Klamath is my guess. But I'm going to find out the info and get back to people because they are a stack of beautiful fish. Dave, we're running out of time, so real quick, give them the info so they can get a subscription to Western Outdoor News. Real simple. You just go to w-o-n-e-w-s dot com and take a look up there. One of the good things is you can you're going to come out digitally. It'll come out to your laptop on your phone on Tuesday afternoon. That's Sunday's information out on Tuesday afternoon. You can't get it quicker than that. So we appreciate it, Seth, and thank you so much for having the opportunity to be here today. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News. Thank you much, sir. We appreciate it too. Well, folks, that's the end of the road for us today. I just want to make sure that you get out there and have some fun. There's a lot of fundraising dinners coming up here soon. The California Waterfowl Association, Ducks Unlimited, Golden State Salmon Association, and many others. Till next week, this is Seth. Tight lines, everybody.
We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.